Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Thursday, December 22nd, 2016, Week 16, Midnight Edition on Blog Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro. In a few minutes, I should be joined by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy. I'm pretty sure he's going to call in because he is going to want to talk about his fantasy football victory over yours truly this past weekend in the semifinals. A very comfortable victory for the Murph Dog. He won by 33 points. And all I can say is to him, it was well-deserved. But he has a big test in front of him when he faces my good buddy Ricky in the championship game. It's not going to be easy, but listen, his team performed, man. They came ready to go. LaShawn McCoy led the way. He had a big-time performance against my squad. Tom texted me throughout the day. Updates, McCoy, touchdown, this and that. I knew it was going to be a long day for my team. And then on top of that, Tyreek Hill, what does he do on his first carry? 68 yards, takes to the house for Kansas City. And when I, you know, going into the matchup against Tom, I thought my team was in pretty good shape. I took a lot of chances on some guys who are like boomer bust type players, whether it's a Mike Wallace, who Tom and I have documented so many times on the program this year, and someone like Taylor Gabriel of the Falcons, the speedy wide receiver who has come onto the pitcher the last few weeks. So I thought my team was ready to go, but you know what? The guys did not perform. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I would have done differently on my bench. And you know what? This might sound crazy, but I'd rather have lost by 33 points than, let's say, three points, and it came down to if I started player A, I would have won instead of player B. So you know what? I'll take the defeat the way it was, and thank you, Jordan Reed, for getting ejected by punching Kurt Coleman, even though it didn't matter. I had no chance anyway, despite having Reed, Cousins, and Robert Kelly in my lineup on Monday night because I was trailing by 53 points and there was no way they were going to put up that much. So, Tom, we'll see what happens on Sunday, man. Can he win the championship for the first time in our league? It should be quite a scene, and I'm looking forward to it. But you know what? Let's get ready to go. Week 16, can you believe it? Week 16 kicks off tonight. That's right. Later tonight on the NFL Network, a big NFC East contest between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. And when you look at it right now, the New York football giants are 10 and they're playing great right now, especially on defense. Steve Spagnola and their crew, they're coming every single week. They're looking better and stronger as we go on in the season. And all the acquisitions that Jerry Reese made in the offseason, whether it was Snacks or Mr. Olivier Verdon or Janoris Jenkins, These guys are getting better and better, and they beat a Lions team that is used to winning late in the game in the fourth quarter. Well, not last Sunday. The Giants took care of business. And you know what? Offensively, listen, that still is not quite there yet. But you know what? When you have a playmaker like Odell Beckham, it's just fine. It takes only one big play for that guy to get the offense going, and that was the case when he scored a touchdown great to see him do the beat it dance and the Giants won another game their 10th 
and they're facing an Eagles team that lost to Baltimore 27-26. Carson Wentz, he scored that touchdown run late in the fourth quarter, so you figured, okay, this game most likely will go into overtime. Well, that was not the case because we saw Doug Pearson go for two. You can't blame him in that situation. You're going for the win. Your team's not going anywhere. Unfortunately, missed a two-point conversion, and they lose to Baltimore by one. But when you look at this game, it's going to be a tough matchup for Ryan Matthews, even though he almost had 130 yards on the ground against the Baltimore Ravens run defense. See him having that much success against the Giants run defense, which is led by Snacks. So in this game, I'm going to go with the Giants to keep it going, man, keep it rolling, win their 11th straight game. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but they should win comfortably. 23-14, I expect that defense to force some turnovers against a rookie quarterback, Carson Wentz. Now we're going to go to the games on Saturday, Christmas Eve, kicking off at 1 o'clock, Tom's Buffalo Bills. They're 7-7, and they are hosting right now. If the playoffs ended today, the Miami Dolphins would be the sixth seed. And listen, I watched every single play of that game on Saturday night against my beloved J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And you thought that Dan Marino was out there the way Matt Moore was completing passes. He threw four touchdown passes in that game. It made me sick to my stomach. I couldn't believe it. But you know what? Give him credit. The guy's a veteran. He's been around the block, and he came in for the injured Ryan Tannehill and did a pretty good job in relief, and they got the victory. And for the Bills, listen, they took care of business. They did what they had to do. Obviously, there's so much controversy right now with that franchise, whether or not Rex Ryan will be back next season, which, in all indication, it looks like he's going to be out the door in a few weeks and they're going to keep the GM, Doug Whaley. But they beat the winless Browns. Talked about the great performance from LaShawn McCoy. 153 rushing yards and two touchdowns against me in fantasy. Of course, I had to dig that, you know, another dig with me this week. But again, with the Buffalo Bills, though, it's interesting. Last year, they played spoiler when they beat the Jets in Week 17. Could they do the same thing with the Dolphins on this this Saturday. It's going to be interesting. You never know with these divisional games late in the season in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. We might see some snow. You never know. But I think the Dolphins are going to find a way to win this one. It's going to be close. I give Buffalo a very good chance. But give me the Dolphins to win 20-16 to 16 in that defense like the Giants is coming alive and it's getting better and better as the season goes on. Goes on. We all know about Indomitian and Sue, Cameron Wake, and that one particular play with Bryce Petty, how he was sandwiched in between those two guys. Man, that was tough to watch. But, yeah, you know what? Give me the Dolphins to win the game. They'll win their 10th game of the victory, and they're looking like they're going to be one of those two wildcard teams out of the AFC. Now, speaking of my Jets, on Saturday, they're going to hit the Foxborough to face the 12-2 and Patriots, and the Patriots are still playing for something because they want to lock up that number one seed. Right now, the Patriots are guaranteed the division for the eighth straight time in a row, and they're going to get a first-round bye. But with the victory on Saturday, they will get the number one seed, which will, of course, occur because the Jets will not win this game. 
The Patriots, I actually can't believe this spread is actually 16 and a half the last time I checked, which is pretty high for a football game. But considering that Bryce Petty is starting, the Jets look like they mail it in with the way they're performing, especially on prime time at home, first against the Colts, then on Saturday night against the Dolphins. And even though the Jets usually play the Patriots tough, this one's going to be ugly, okay? It's not going to be pretty. Give me the Patriots to win 24-10. They're going to have success. Edelman's going to run over that Jets secondary and Revis and the boys. They're not going to be able to cover him. Even LeGarrette Blunt, who has 15 rushing touchdowns this year, 15, he will even have success against this run defense. And I talk about Sheldon Richardson, okay? Get off of Snapchat. We don't need to see you before the game. Even though it wasn't your Snapchat, it was Rontel Miles. That was such a bad look. And if I'm the Jets, the first thing I'm doing in the offseason, I am moving this guy. He cannot be on the team next year, okay? I don't, know, I don't care how good he is, this and that. And to, be, and to me, it's actually been one of the, the lowest points of this team this year with the whole rest of that defensive line. The only bright spot has been Leonard Williams. Wilkerson, big disappointment, and you can add Sheldon Richardson's name to the list. He's been that bad. But, yeah, giving the Patriots to win, and they'll lock up the AFC – excuse me, they'll lock up the first seed on Saturday. Now, the Tennessee Titans, nice, impressive victory this past Sunday against the Chiefs, 19-17. Ryan Suckup's field goal won the game. Always tough in December, okay, winning in Kansas City. But they did a job, and they're right there with the Texans, and we'll get to their game later against the Bengals. In terms of first place in the AFC itself, it's simple. The winner goes to the playoffs. The loser, most likely, will go home. And it comes down to Week 17 when those two teams will play. But as far as this game on Saturday, the Titans should have no issues. I know Jacksonville right now is in a rebuilding mode. They just got rid of their head coach, Gus Bradley. Doug Marone is the interim head coach. There's even talks that Mr. Tom Coughlin might be back in the sidelines next season for Jacksonville, but they're just a mess right now. I mean, Blake Bortles, disappointment, Allen Robinson, those guys are not producing. And the Titans, you talk about Mariota, the guy doesn't turn over the ball in the red zone. We saw two touchdowns for the rookie, the former Heisman Trophy winner, Derrick Henry. So, yeah, Titans, again, they should be fine. They should get the victory on Saturday, 23-15. to 15. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits on Block Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, and I'm going through my Week 16 NFL picks. So let's continue with this one, where the Vikings, 7-7, seven and seven, heading to Lambeau Field to face the 8-6 and six Packers. And for Green Bay, listen, they escape with that victory. And look who is joining me on the program right now. It's the Murph Dog himself. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm so good. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry. Some technical difficulties. and uh, But, hey, here I am. No worries, man. I mentioned before the program, okay, before you called, congratulations on your victory against me, man. Well-deserved and all the best in the championship matchup against Mr. Fernaro. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry. And I know we would have more time to talk about that, but uh, yes, no, uh, very, very happy with it. I am convinced I'll have to go in uh, the history books. I do think it is the first time I've ever beaten you in a playoff in either uh, baseball or football. So it is quite an honor because you are never easy to beat in those, uh, in those situations. And, and on top of that, you beat me by, you beat me by 33 points, Tom. So it was very convincingly, but, Tom, man, congratulations again. I'm looking forward to that big matchup against Ricky on Sunday for the granddaddy of them all, the championship. Now, Tom, your Buffalo Bills on Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock Christmas Eve, want to play spoiler, right? You've got to beat those Dolphins on Saturday. I know. There's no way that we can uh... – uh, there's absolutely no way that we can get swept in the season series uh, with them. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, Miami has a lot to play for today. Of course, they're looking uh they're in that sixth slot and it's theirs to lose. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Buffalo to uh, be the spoiler again, like they were in last week in uh, week 17 last year. I don't think Miami is uh that good. I still think they might be able to squeak in because New England might be uh, not playing for anything in Week 17, but uh, mm. give me the Bills to squeak this one out, 23-20. Now, Tom, before we go on to the next game, I'm just going to tell you the ones that I did so far and whether or not you agree with them. So for later tonight, Giants-Eagles, I have the Giants winning. I disagree with you on the Dolphins. I'm actually going to go with Miami to beat your Bills. I picked the Patriots to beat my Jets no surprise there. And I'm going with the Titans to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know what? I do agree with uh, all of those so far. Give me the, uh, give me the Giants. Uh, give, me, uh, give me New England. And I'm actually going to pick the uh, Jets to make it closer than uh, a lot would think, much like, uh, some, uh, like the previous week. Uh, I'm looking for New England to just kind of squeak this one out. I'm going to say 26-19. And yeah, right, give me Tom, Tennessee so th- over. Give me Tennessee over Jacksonville. Yeah, Tennessee will definitely win, man, because they're fighting with that AFC South playoff picture right now. It's them and the Tom Savage lit Texans who definitely will get to after. But now the game we're going to cover, Tom, and I'll let you go first with this one: the Vikings and the Packers at Lambeau Field. Yeah, you know, uh, man, if there's been a sh- if there's been a streakier team in. Uh, the NFL this year than the Packers. I have no idea who it is. Uh, in the middle of the season, they were just looking terrible. And the last few weeks, they've just been the offensive juggernaut that we've, uh, you know, expected to see uh, in the past few weeks. And Minnesota's on the skids. Uh, yeah, it's becoming quite a race in the uh, NFC, in the NFC North there uh, uh, with Green Bay and Detroit. So I think that's going to keep going and give me Green Bay to win this one. I'm going to say 31 to 20. Yeah, the Vikings are a mess time right now. I mean, who would have thought back in week two they beat the Packers? They started the season 5-0. and Since then, they're 2-7. and And now Adrian Peterson, who didn't play well in that game against the Colts, he actually might not suit up on Saturday. He was saying that he might not even play. Obviously, it's tough. He just came back from a tour meniscus. But still, this Vikings team has just been downhill ever since earlier in the season. And for the Packers, listen, it wasn't easy, but they beat the Bears. And I think a lot of people in fantasy went to the championship. If you started Ty Montgomery, what a performance this guy had on the ground. 162 rushing yards 
and two touchdowns, and a guy who brings you flexibility as a running back and a receiver. But yet, Tom, the Packers are going to win. They'll make the playoffs again this year, and they'll beat the Vikings 28-17. to yeah, yeah, you know, and this is uh, it's so funny to see Green Bay just uh, leap back into the uh, playoff hunt. They're looking at that uh, right now. They're in that sixth slot uh, when just a couple of weeks ago they looked like they were so, so far out. But, uh, yeah, no, it just shows what you can do when you have a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. All right, Tom, now we'll head to the dog pound where the winless Browns are hosting – the 5-7 and seven Chargers is actually one of the games that means nothing for both teams. And I'll tell you something, Cleveland, man, I really don't think they're going to win a game, which is not surprising. I mean, this could be a little challenging. You know, they're at, they're at home. You never know what the weather, West Coast team, 1 o'clock, this and that. But I just can't pick the Browns right now. I mean, you saw them up close. Now Terrell Pryor, he's playing good. He's going to play through a torn ligament in his finger. Not very good. RG3 did really nothing in that game against your Buffalo Bills. And the Chargers made it close against the Raiders, but they couldn't pull it through. Kenneth Farrell was a big-time disappointment in fantasy. He did nothing, and people started him in that matchup against Oakland. So, Tom, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. It's going to be close. The Browns are going to make it interesting. But when it's said, said and done, give me San Diego to win 21-19. to uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, throughout the season I was saying, it's like Cleveland's going to win one game, but it won't be this week. Uh, we're really starting to really starting to run out of weeks now. And, yeah, granted, San Diego, uh, they have nothing to play for. They're very much, very much out of it. But, yeah, last week I did get to see Cleveland. And, um, man, they just uh, – you know, the Bills didn't even really play all that great. The Bills were kind of deflated after, you know, two uh, two losses to uh, teams that they needed to beat to stay in the playoffs. Pretty much just Shady ran all over the uh, uh, Browns. Uh, but, man, they just uh, – it was the Bills. The Bills played uninspired football and were still able to beat them by 20. Uh, so, yeah, it was one of the most uh, – uh, just uh, lifeless football teams I've seen all season, uh, that being the Browns. So give me San Diego to win this one. I'm going to say pretty big. Give, uh, they're going to win 31-15. to 15. All right, Tom, keep it going, man, with this one. The Redskins are traveling to Chicago to face the Bears team, Tom, that has only won three games this year. But if you look at a lot of their games lately, a lot of them have come down to the end. No, they really have. You got to give them credit for uh, you know how they uh, stuck in there with uh, Green Bay and uh, you know Washington here is on a on a skid. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to go with the uh, some may call it an upset here. I think uh, mm. uh, Chicago they've been one of the uh, worst teams I've seen this year, but uh, I think they're look kind of so hapless that they might even ruin their draft position. And Washington the past few weeks has just been, uh, they've just been adult. So uh, give me Chicago to squeak this one out. I'm going to say 19 to 17. Hey, you know what? I, I would not be surprised one bit if you saw the, the Bears win that game. I'm still going to go with Washington to win, but very close, 23-21. The Redskins were a mess on Monday night, that performance against the Panthers and Jordan Reed. Thank you very much. Not that it mattered, but he got ejected for throwing a punch. Are you kidding me? Jordan Reed throwing punches in the third quarter. 
that was ridiculous. But, yeah, and, and we mentioned about the Bears. I mean, even Matt Barkley is putting up numbers with these no-name receivers besides Alshon Jeffrey, whether it's Cameron Meredith or Thompson. These guys are producing, so I would not be surprised one bit time if the Bears win that game. And I think it's going to be very close because, listen, they put there was a heck of a performance this past Sunday against the Packers. Yeah, no, it really was. Uh, they they had the Packers on their toes for a lot of that game and uh, actually had a lead for a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but just still, like, uh, Chicago's just um, zero pro bowlers this season. They were one of six teams with zero pro bowlers uh, pretty much across the board uh, with the draft. Um, they might just be taking the best uh, player available. I think if there's a court, if uh, – Maybe the top quarterback is available. They'll they'll snatch him up. Not a real quarterback uh, to be thrilled with this year, but uh, pretty much any position the Bears draft this year will be an upgrade. Well, Tom, here's the scenario for the Atlanta Falcons. If they beat the Panthers on Saturday and the Buccaneers lose to the Saints, the Falcons would wrap up the NFC South. And I'll tell you something, this Falcons offense, as we know, is no joke because now for back-to-back weeks, they put up 40-plus, and this is with no Julio Jones. Just think of that. You saw a great performance from Devontae Freeman in that game, taking advantage of that 49ers run defense. And guys like Taylor Gabriel stepping up. The speedster had a touchdown in that game against San Francisco. And for the Panthers, listen, they're not going to the playoffs. Obviously a very disappointing season, but nice victory on Monday night against the Redskins. Jonathan Stewart, 132 rushing yards. Cam Newton did his thing. Greg Olson had a nice performance. So to me, it's going to be a high-scoring affair because I don't trust the Falcons' defense, but their offense will do enough, and they'll beat the Panthers on the road 31-24. to Yeah, you know, I might, uh, you know, might put an asterisk next to this game because you may actually uh... – Curious if the Panthers would be uh, playing with a little bit of revenge against Atlanta, since Atlanta was the team that ruined uh, their, uh, you know, perfect regular season very late in the season, pretty much around this time, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but I mean, yeah. All that being said, um, Atlanta, they have a lot to play for. I don't know if they're going to wrap up the South this weekend, but uh, they're going to do their part. And but yeah, Caroline, I like them to hang tough, but. Atlanta just has too much juice on that offense this year. They've scored more touchdowns than any team in the NFL. I think they're the only team with more than 50 touchdowns so far this season. So, yeah, give me Atlanta to uh, pile it on, and they're going to win 38-27. to All right, Tom, I'll let you go first with the 4 o'clock games on Christmas Eve when the Oakland Raiders, congratulations, going to go to the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They're going to host the 7-7 seven seven Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Indianapolis, they're still in uh, still in the hunt for, uh, you know, the playoffs at AFC South. That's a division I would love to be playing in this season with uh, how the Bills have played. Uh, just, you know, still three of those teams just uh, uh, right, in a, right in a little cluster to still win that division. Uh, but, yeah, no, Oakland, I think they're still going to hold out for uh, – Hope to win that, uh, to get that home field advantage. I don't think it'll happen, but I like them to uh, uh, beat up on Indianapolis. I'm going to say 34 to 20. 
Yeah, I agree with you in terms of how the Colts season will come to an end on Saturday. They won't be Oakland because Oakland's going to try his best, obviously, to get that top seed, which I don't think will happen. But they're going to have a bye. It's been a great season to me. Tom Derek Carr is the MVP of the league. He's been that good with all those weapons and Latavius Murray. The defense is getting better with, obviously, Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin and the Colts. Nice victory against the Vikings, 34-6. But I don't see that continuing on Saturday. Even though Andrew Luck did play well against the Vikings, I think Oakland will take care of business. They're at home, and they'll keep the good times rolling with a victory over the Colts. A lot closer game, 25-21. Oh, yeah, you know, I could see it being that close. But I uh, also got to give a uh, big congratulations to the Raiders for, uh, you know, for despite being so hapless for the past 14 years, the last time they made the playoffs, coming through in a big way this year with seven Pro Bowlers. Uh, I think they were tied with the Cowboys for the most Pro Bowlers. You can compare that to four that the Patriots had. And, uh, you know, uh, got to keep an eye on the Raiders, too, making the, uh, making the Super Bowl, because that means a lot of alternates will, uh, will be making it. And, uh, yeah, who knows, maybe it, Maybe a Jet will be able to make the uh, Pro Bowl if uh, if there are seven uh, Oakland Raiders going. Well, that would be nice if we can get maybe one guy that shows up in that game. And I think if maybe if the Raiders made a Super Bowl, the uh, alternative, or at least the first alternative, is uh, Leonard Williams, who would be definitely uh, deserving as the only Jet on that defensive line that would actually get to the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I would actually have to say, yeah, he'd be the uh, most deserving. Uh, the Bills had two. We had uh, Shady, who was a shoe in and got to give a big congratulations. I meant to say this earlier if I was able to uh, call earlier. But, uh, yeah, give uh, uh, Lorenzo Alexander a uh, big shout-out for his first uh, Pro Bowl uh, um, acceptance in his Uh, 10-year career at the age of 33, legendary season, 11 and a half sacks. And, uh, yeah, everyone in Buffalo is really proud of him. So good good job, uh, good job, Lorenzo. Yeah, that was a great story, man. You told me about about him, how he was pretty much like a backup, I think, you know, before this year and how he came to the Bills. And early on in the season, he led the NFL in sacks. He was that good. He was producing. And, yeah, congratulations to him and Shady for making – the Pro Bowl. Now, Tom, we talked about this matchup in terms of the Buccaneers, man. They need a win, and they need the Falcons to lose in order to make the playoffs and win a division, but it's going to be a tough test, man. On the road in New Orleans, I'll go first, and the Buccaneers, tough game. They almost actually pulled out against the Cowboys, but they lost 26-20, and for the Saints, it's the fourth game this year that they have put up 40-plus points, which is not surprising, because the Saints' offense always has success. But like the Falcons, it always comes down to that defense, and they give up a lot of points. This game will be definitely high-scoring at the Superdome. And I know the Saints are not playing for anything, but you know what? I think that offense will do too much against the Buccaneers' defense, which I know has been good of late. So give me a game which I guess you would say the upset. Give me the Saints to beat the Buccaneers and end their playoff hopes in the a- NFC South, 37-30. Oh, man, yeah, you know, I would definitely consider that an upset. Uh, I mean, yeah, granted, New Orleans is up. You know, they put up some good games this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Tampa Bay, I think, would have the uh, 
uh, if they miss out on the playoffs, which could, you know, could be a possibility. You know, right now they're eight and six, but it's uh, slotted in that seventh uh, spot after that heartbreaking loss to Dallas. I think they would have the case for being the best team in the NFL that did not make the playoffs. I think they are very deserving. Uh, you know, some early on losses uh, kind of hurt them a little bit, but they have been really, really tough this year with some uh, some real high quality wins and for some really good teams, of course, beating Seattle 14-5 to and, uh, you know, upsetting the Chiefs just a few weeks ago, who I think are one of the elite teams in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, you know, um, New Orleans, they're going to come tough with that offense, but I think Tampa Bay is just going to have enough to uh, to stave them off and uh, keep them alive for one more week. And, uh, yeah, give me Tampa Bay to win this one, 27-24. Uh, now, Tom, it's funny because the last time – the Saints put up 40 points in a game was actually only a few weeks ago when they beat the Rams. And you know what? In that game, okay, Brandon Cooks had zero targets. Well, he must have opened his mouth to Drew Brees because in this game past Sunday against the Cardinals where they scored 40 points, what a turnaround. Seven catches, 186 yards, and two touchdowns for Brandon Cooks. So he went from zero catches in a 40-plus game to having 186 yards receiving. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of a uh... – yeah, it's kind of surprising that anyone would be able to open their mouth talking about how they deserve uh, the ball more after, in a game where the team uh, put up 49 points. It's like, of course you want the ball more, but it's like, you know, something was obviously working. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, Brandon, with all of the – you know, Breeze just loves to spread it around. And, uh, yeah, he was going to he was gonna get his eventually. So, uh, you know, well, at least he's staying happy for now. Now, Tom, you're going to go first with this one. When I mentioned the Cardinals and the Seahawks, the only question I have for you, there can't be a second tie, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we we could actually see. Uh, but it being in Seattle, I would be uh, very, um, uh, very surprised if that happened. And, man, I'm kind of – I'm going to maybe be bold next year when we do our season predictions, and I might pick a team to tie twice in the NFL, mm-hmm. considering how close we've come this year to having uh, so many ties. But, uh, yeah, no, this one will not be a tie. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Um, and, uh, yeah, Arizona, they just want to put this season to bed. What a disappointing year for them. I'd have to say that they've had the most disappointing season of any team in the NFL this year. Uh, They had legitimate, uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl victory hopes, and I think they were many people's favorites uh, to accomplish just that, and uh, this year not even close. So uh, give me Seattle to uh, take this one. I'm going to say that they win uh, 20-13. to Yeah, we want to say congratulations to the Seahawks for winning the NFC West title three of the last four years, and it was great to see Russell Wilson bounce back from that five-interception performance against the Green Bay Packers and threw three touchdowns in that victory against the Rams last Thursday night. And for the Cardinals, Tom, you meant one of the biggest, biggest disappointments of this season. Hey, listen, I picked them to make the Super Bowl against the Patriots, Obviously, that won't happen. They won't make the playoffs. But, Tom, the bright spot of this team, and we actually mocked Bobby Flay for picking this guy first overall, but that's David Johnson because he's the first player in NFL history 
to have 100 scrimmage yards in the first 14 games of a regular season. So you put him right up there, Tom, with Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell next year in fantasy, top three running backs. Oh, absolutely. You know, I even uh, heard somebody say uh, that he – he might even be consideration for the best player in the NFL. I don't know about all that, but, uh, you know, hey, you got to throw him in the argument. The guy just does it all, and he seems to be the kind of team that uh, Arizona will be building this team around for uh, years to come. I think they need to, they need to get a new uh, quarterback. I think, uh, you know, Palmer's, Palmer's a little bit past his prime, and that was proven this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they have the tools to come back next uh, next year in 2017 and uh, prove this year was a fluke. But, yeah, a lot of that's going to start with David Johnson. All right, Tom, I'll let you be the first one to go with this matchup between the San Francisco 49ers on the road in L.A. against the Jerry Goff-led Rams without, first time we mentioned that on the show, Jeff Fisher, no longer the head coach of the Rams. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah, because that game, uh, that uh, Rams-Seahawks game was uh, was uh, Thursday. That seems like it was like three weeks ago that Jeff Fisher was uh, fired. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and man, in a way I'm tempted because San Francisco, with their one win so far this year, which was way back in week one, was a complete trouncing of the Los Angeles Rams in uh, their glorious return to L.A. Um, and I was kind of wondering if this would be like a uh, Dallas and uh, Giants thing where maybe the Niners, the only team they could beat was the Rams this year. But uh, you know what? I just kind of like the dynamic with the new coach, uh, the new coach stepping in the interim. That usually is a recipe. Teams usually tend to do well whenever there's a mix-up right uh right at the very get-go. So I'm going to actually say uh, the Rams will squeak this one out against those uh, stingy Niners. And, uh, yeah, no matter how hard the Niners try, I think they're stuck in that second spot. I don't think the Browns are getting rid of of that uh, first overall pick in the draft. So uh, give me the Rams to win this one. I'm going to say 11-10. to Tom, I can't believe I just heard you say that. Because I think for the first time, this might actually happen on the show. I'm not joking right now. I have the score of this game. Do you know what my score was? I wrote down, not kidding, 11-10. Unbelievable. Are you? Oh, wow. And I thought I was saying that to be funny. And, wow, I think we both had to say I kind of did when I (laughs) No, I kind of did that when I was going through the games in terms of a joke, in terms of the score. But, no, I wrote down 11-10. Can you believe it? I Somehow I can't. I had a feeling you were going to react. Like, you really think that's going to be the score? But, uh, my gosh, the way a lot of the Rams' scores this year have been in that ballpark, uh, kind of them and the the Seahawks. They've had some very, very weird scores. So, uh, you know what? Hey, let's mark it. And who knows, maybe on Christmas Eve, We'll be texting each other like, did you see the score of that Rams-Niners game? And find out that it was 11-10. to 10. How crazy would that be? Oh, unbelievable, man. But, yeah, I think they're going to win because, listen, you mentioned the whole coaching change. And Jared Goff has to win his first game, right? Sometime, some way. And this is a perfect opportunity to face a team that has lost 13 consecutive games. So, yeah, Tom and I both like the Rams to win with the same exact score, 11-10. to 10. Now, Tom, the last game 
on Christmas Eve. It's actually one we got to keep an eye on. But the Houston Texans at home against the Bengals, and it's a lot more interesting when they bench finally Bill O'Brien. It took him forever to bench the immortal Brock Osweiler. He goes to the bench, insert Tom Savage, and next thing you know, they actually won the game against Jacksonville. They came back, and right now they are in the first place against the Tennessee Titans with a record of 8-6, and six, and they're facing a Bengals team that has nothing to play for. So you know what, Tom? I'm going to keep the good times rolling with the Texans. Their mojo, the momentum, whatever word you want to use, give me Houston to win at home against the Bengals 21-17. Yeah, you know, uh, man, this could be a uh, this could be a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I was very I was very tempted to take Cincinnati, and uh, I mean, considering Houston really struggled last week against the Jaguars, and you thought the uh, you know, the Jaguars were actually going to get a, you know, pull out a victory. And then what happened, uh, did his Gus Bradley thing. And, yeah, Jacksonville tolerated it no longer. But, uh, yeah, you got to give me uh, – I got to I gotta go with Houston in this one. I did like the move uh, of benching Brock Osweiler. Uh, despite Houston being in a real playoff push, uh, you don't – you really don't see that often late in the season, uh, you know, benching a quarterback when they're not – uh, unhealthy when he's been the season-long starter, but uh, they needed to do something. Uh, yeah, give me Houston to win this one. I'm going to say 23-17. to 17. All right, Tom, now let's shift to Christmas Day, 430. Big, big rivalry. AFC North, simple. Pittsburgh wins. They win the AFC North against the Baltimore Ravens. You could go first, my man. Yeah, this is a, a classic Baltimore-Pittsburgh matchup. Pretty much every time these two teams play, uh, it always seems to mean something, whether it's in the very beginning of the season and, my gosh, about no more uh, no more than uh, like today, uh, on Christmas night. Uh, it's going to be legendary, or actually Christmas afternoon at 4.30. Very, very much looking forward to this one. Uh, Pittsburgh's won three in a row. Um, you know, I don't think they've won four in a row all season. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to predict for things to get way, even way more interesting uh, in, the, uh, in, the NFC, in the AFC North there. Uh, Baltimore with that nice squeaker uh, against Philadelphia last week. Um, give me Baltimore to stay alive and keep this thing interesting. Uh, they're going to win 30-27. to 27. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to wrap up the AFC North. All I'm going to say with this one, I think it's going to be a field goal fest between the opera man himself, Justin, Justin Tucker, and Chris Boswell, who kicked six field goals in that victory against the Bengals. So you know what? Give me Pittsburgh to win at home, always close between these two teams, 20-19. to 19. Now, Tom, Sunday night football. AFC West matchup, Broncos and the Chiefs. If it's anything like we saw a couple weeks ago when these two teams played each other on Sunday night, then we're in store for a great game. And I'll tell you something, the Chiefs, that was a tough loss against the Titans. Can they bounce back? The same as the Broncos when they lost to the Patriots, 16-3. to Well, the Broncos right now, they had the whole locker room altercation Simeon did nothing, no running game, whether it's Booker or Forsett. They're really not getting anything done. And, Tom, I mentioned earlier in the program your boy Tyreek Hill 
What can you say? He does it all. Running back, wide receiver, kickoff. The guy is amazing. He's a game breaker. He's a playmaker. He does it all for KC. And you know what? I think KC will make it 2-0 against the Broncos. Hey, listen, preseason, I didn't pick Denver to make the playoffs. They won't this year. So give me the Chiefs to win 24-18 over the Broncos on Sunday night. Yeah, you know, uh, man, it would be hard for these two teams to top their performance just a few weeks ago on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see that here in Kansas City. The way Denver's been playing lately, I just don't don't see them pulling – you know, don't see them pulling this off. Uh, so, yeah, um, give me Kansas City. And, you know, mentioning Tyreek Tyre Hill, i uh, got to congratulate him, too, on the Pro Bowl. He's the, he's the, only, uh, uh, the only rookie Pro Bowler who does not play for Dallas to make the uh, Pro Bowl this year. So that was a big thing. Fifth-round draft pick had to be, a, be quite an honor for him to achieve that in his first year. He's been absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, he's going in as a return specialist, but he's just been an all, all around force this year. Uh, I expect for him to have a big game and man, am I going to need it? Uh, this could be, uh, you know, if he could have a huge game, it could, um, it could make things close in uh, my final against Ricky. So yeah, give me Kansas City to win. I'm going to say 27 to 20. All right, Tom, wrap up week 16 on Monday night, December 26th, where the 12 and two Cowboys, Host the nine and five Lions. Yeah, oh Detroit, uh, just kind of laying an egg uh, offensively against uh, the Giants last week had to be, uh, you know, not uh, not the highlight of their season. They're a very surprising season. And uh, Dallas, look at Dallas so far. Now, you know, playing pretty well in December with only one loss at twelve and two. It's at home on Monday night. Uh, but, man, this is the time for upsets, and I don't think Detroit's going to go away quietly. Um, and they're going to, you know, they're going to set up a really big-time matchup in uh, Week 17. So, uh, yeah, going with the upset here, going with the Detroit Lions to beat Dallas, I'm going to say 23-20 to 20 in overtime. Uh, overtime, I love, man, when you add that in there. But you know what? I'm actually going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to keep it going, keep it rolling at home, 27-17. It was nice to see Dak Prescott bounce back from that performance against the Giants and, you know, complete 32, that's right, 32 of 36 passes in that victory against the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football. And Ezekiel Elliott, what can you say when you see this guy perform 159 rushing yards? And as everyone saw by now, Tom, that Salvation Army celebration in the end zone. Oh yes, yeah. so that was absolutely classic. Uh, yeah, he certainly he certainly has a lot of a lot of fun, and I think he's going to be fun for uh, many years to come. Well, Tom, my man, I know. Hey, thanks thanks a lot, man, for calling in. You know, making our week sixteen NFL picks again. Congratulations on your victory against me. I mentioned it earlier, man. I'd rather have you beat me by thirty three points than by three points. And it came down to me benching someone that had a great game. So well deserved, man. We'll keep in touch this weekend. I wanna I want all those text messages when Shady McCoy, all those touchdowns again, send me every single text, every <laughs> single touch I wanna know about his performance. But again, man, well deserved. Congratulations and best of luck on Sunday against Ricky, okay? And Merry Christmas oh. and happy new year, all right? 
Hey, the same to you, man. And, yes, hopefully uh, Shady has the type of game where I have a lot to text you. Uh, but, yeah, he was definitely uh, – yeah, putting the ball in the end zone and getting the yards. Uh, I'm going to need that again. It's going to be a lot tougher since, uh, yeah, we're not playing Cleveland this week. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Enjoy it. 2017 is upon us. Just a reminder, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy's at Murphy TV. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin with your host Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy only on Block Talk Radio.